Let us be attentive. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us. Rejoice in the Lord, O your righteous. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Let us be attentive. Brethren, glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek. For God shows no partiality. All who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. When Gentiles who have not the law do by nature what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show what the law requires is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or perhaps excuse them on that day when according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. Peace be to you, the reader. Hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. time, as Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. And he went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every infirmity. Among the people, 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Steve, a member of a certain church, got the rather alarming news that he had cancer. When he realized that he would be away from Sunday morning services for quite a while due to his illness, Steve immediately exclaimed and he asked, but who will hug everybody? You see, Steve was the kind of man who made everyone feel welcome with a friendly greeting, a warm handshake, and even a holy hug for some people, adapting an application from Romans 16:16, which St. Paul says to the church there, greet one another with a holy kiss. Today, brothers and sisters, the Sunday following the Feast of All Saints last Sunday, or today being the second Sunday of Matthew, we commemorate collectively all of the saints of Mount Athos. That is, we honor and re remember those holy monks, both known and unknown, that the holy mountain has produced throughout the centuries. I mention this fact because just a couple weeks ago, as many of you know, I and a number of men from this parish and from others had the great blessing of making a pilgrimage to the holy mountain of Athos. It was not my first time, nor was it for some of the others, and God willing, it won't be my last. But when asked why we return to that place again and again, one might think people like to visit Mount Athos for a multitude and variety of reasons. Perhaps because of its antiquity or its architectural beauty or the splendor and angelic chanting of the divine services. Perhaps because of its undisturbed environment or the peace and quiet or the serene sunset over the sea or even perhaps because of the organic and delicious food and the homemade wine. All of these things, as wonderful as they are, are not, in fact, what keep calling us back to the holy mountain. No. It is the warmth and the hospitality of the monks that attract people from all over the world. It is the authenticity and genuine humanity encountered there that brings us back. Simply put, it is the magnetic love experienced there that harkens pilgrims back again and again and again. It is the love of Christ encountered in another human being that makes us weep when we leave and makes us long to return. This kind of love, brothers and sisters, this wholehearted welcome and Christian hospitality is what we should strive ourselves to emulate, reproduce, and realize in our own lives, in our homes, and 
in our own parish. If in the days of pagan and Homeric Greece, xenia, that is the taking in of strangers, was a great virtue, how much more now in the days after Christ's new commandment of love is philoxenia, the love of strangers and hospitality, an even greater virtue. St. Peter writes in his first epistle, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. 1 Peter 4.9 That is, welcome one another in the spirit of Christian love. Welcome one another into your parish and into your home. Welcome the new or unknown person with open arms or with a holy hug, as Steve did. In short, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you, writes St. Paul in Romans 15, 7. My beloved brethren, the scriptures attest that God is love. He who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him, thunders the apostle of love, St. John the Evangelist, in his first epistle. A certain holy elder has written the following, Love is the most beautiful flower within the garden of the virtues. It is the most vivid color within the rainbow of heaven. It is the most precious pearl on the crown of faith. It is the key that opens all the doors of human relations. It is the medicine that cures every illness of the soul and body. It is the national anthem of paradise. Let love and hospitality also be the national anthem of our souls. Let it ring out in our hearts, in our churches, and in our homes. For then, just as Christ's love attracts thousands of people to the holy mountain, so also through us will it attract thousands of people into the net of the gospel of love and to the God of love himself, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, to whom be the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.